Sports fans are all too used to hear. Until now. No more negative expectations. No more playing the victim. No more fair weather freeloaders. No more. 38-yard field goal by Morton Anderson. The hold, the kick, it's on the way, it's up, and it is From the Mesmerized Studios in Woodstock, Georgia, Believe Entertainment proudly presents Believe in Atlanta Sports with your hosts, Robert Taylor and the Commissioner, Mark Rich. Well, hello, Atlanta sports fans. We are back again with another action-packed, fun-filled, exciting roller coaster episode of Believe in Atlanta Sports. I'm your host, Robert Taylor. This is my co-host, the Commissioner Mark Rich, and man, you know um, we we do these things on certain days of the week, usually Mondays and Thursdays, and we'll record one or two, you know, each day. And I always forget to uh, bring an extra shirt, but wardrobe showed up today, so uh, I don't have to wear the same shirt again. Moving up in the world, we got we got wardrobe. When I say wardrobe, I mean Tim Cahill, the uh, the owner here, but uh, he had a, a swag bag and he. He hooked me up. It's uh, the Woodstock Summer Concert Series. It's a cool little amphitheater. I didn't realize how many people it held. I, I thought it was just like a thousand or something, but it's like well over six thousand people that can. It's and, big. Yeah, I think it's got. I think it expanded some from when they originally built it, though, because I remember seeing them build it and the finished product. And I drove by the other day and I was like, "Damn!" Like it's. I think it got bigger. I think that it went over so well, and they were kind of you know found the funds to expand or. Whatever they did, point being, it's a really cool little amphitheater. I have yet to to go there and, and check it out. Tim just showed us some great video that they do. I think pretty much any band that plays there, they've got the drones and the cameras, and they've cornered the market on the the media aspect of those concerts. Uh, so I'm going to get down there one day and see one. Lord only knows when, but this is not a music concert podcast, although I'd like to do one one day because I, as much as I love sports, I, I love music maybe even more or equally. I don't know, probably more. It's hard to say. Depends on what day of the week it is. But this is going to be a shorter episode simply because we don't have a lot of time left on our cameras and, and you wouldn't get to see our beautiful, shining faces uh, if we did it any longer than uh, <laughs> about 37 minutes, I think, is what we got today. Episode 19, The Blackout. Yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> I mean, I got mine on. Where's your, you're, you're wearing red. I didn't know. I, I didn't for, know. Yeah, you this didn't get the memo a, about The Blackout episode. Yeah, wardrobe came late. But, uh, you know, uh, last time uh, we were with you guys, we, we talked uh, a Falcons game against the Seahawks. We talked about Georgia. And, uh, and it's honestly, this is a shorter episode because we got a little bit of Hawks because the preseason starts on October the 6th. They had a media day, which Mark's going to handle. Unfortunately, uh, I don't think our virtual credentials covered that one. I didn't get an email. Mark called me about it. Um, I think they're still kind of ironing out exactly how that's going to go down as the season uh, begins to uh, 
get closer. But, hey, we're in there. We know we have them. We are on a mailing list. I'll reach back out. But, again, just not a lot because we went so heavy on the uh, Dogs and Falcons. You know, the Braves season is winding down, but it's kind of been status quo pretty much. There's been some changes, but it's kind of the back and forth. Braves got the crap beat out of them by the Phillies. But then the Mets lost to the A's, and then the Mets beat the A's, and we won- beat the Phillies in 11, and we got the Nationals for three starting tonight. But after that, that big series that I've been talking about, that collision course that is very well could decide the NL East crown, but also those three games, I said it before, those are not garbage games anymore. The Nationals and the Marlins both could play the role of spoiler, and we play the Marlins. So tonight we're Braves fans, but after this Mets series, we are Nationals fans all the way, and the Nationals took care of them a couple of times. So don't think the Mets can just roll in there because just as the Braves are dinged up, the Mets are dinged up a little bit too because, boy, they've been getting beaned all year. I think I talked about this, or maybe we talked about it before we recorded. I haven't listened to some – well, I've listened to some of them, but I haven't listened to full episodes and if I if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. This just I go to sleep listening to myself on TV. Well, you know I need to get better at it. It's been so busy, man, trying to finish up with school and you know yard work, housework, uh, work, regular work, work, work. Uh, which, by the way, if you ever come, don't let me get lost here. I'm going down one of those side roads that we're famous for. If you ever go to Publix and you order your sub, please. Try to speak a little louder than this when you say I would like a, I would like a, I'm a foot long. But also know what you want too. People stand there and look at the sign for three people. There is three, four deep, and they get up and they don't know what they want. And I'm going to say this. I can say this now because I'm officially out of the restaurant industry. Who knows if I'll ever be back? I, I kind of don't want to, but but because I'm out, I can say this. If you walk, I don't care if it's a gas station anywhere and you beg the question are you still stop right there because the answer we want to say is no even though we probably are open but if you have to ask that question that's where your politeness and your manners kick in and you go maybe i shouldn't because you know you're you've you've broken down there's nobody in there it's late you you got me you're maybe open for another half are you still Go away. Everyone in the whole place wants to tell you that, by the way. I'm just letting I'm just letting you in on a little secret. The bartender, the deli guy, the bakery person, the gas station attendant, they all want to tell you no, go away. They all make fun of you and say you should probably know better. So just a little nugget there. Of the thirteen hours we were open, you chose the last four minutes yeah, to so show up. If you if you, I'm just giving you a little hint. Are you still no? Answers, I mean, of course, yes, but the answer really is no. So get out. Uh, <laughs> yes with a sigh. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. We don't like you. <laughs> no one likes you. I'm just saying you're probably a great person, but in that moment, no one likes you. You are not a friend. So, where? okay, bring me back. Reel me back in, Mark. <laughs> where is I? Come on, Braves Mets. All right, Braves Mets. So, the, uh, dinged up. I, I, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, Scherzer is back, you know, uh, on the list. Uh, we Spencer Strider, oblique injury. Uh, they said it was a little worse than they had expected. How bad, I don't know. I know there's, like, different 
degrees and grades of sprains and strains. He's done for the season. It's fine. He had a phenomenal season. I vote rookie of the year just because of the, I said this last episode of the things he accomplished, the 16 strikeouts, the, uh, the 200 innings, you know, um, 200 strikeouts in the fewest innings uh, with the fewest of hits allowed. I think it, it finally ended up at like 86, 87. So he's my vote. Um, will he be back for the playoffs? I'd like to think so. We've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, like nine games for him to rest up. Uh, they haven't said anything about it yet, but it was insinuated that we're shutting him down for the rest of the regular season. Yeah, no, he's done. Yeah, not, not no, we'll, but we'll like, not pitch but again. we're just shutting him down for the rest of the regular season. We're not yeah. telling you he's out until next year. Yeah, it's one of those things too, though. Like you know, does he re-injure it in the first round of the playoffs? You know, how important is winning that division now? Uh, home field advantage. You know, all kind of the new playoff structure. Um, and again, that's, again, we've, we've tossed this around a few times. We've bantered about it. You know, do you sort of pull back and concede and say, cause I mean, we are, we're a game and a half out right in the thick of it. We've got three games with the Mets, but you know, Acuna is still hampered by nagging injuries. It's stiffness, it's soreness, it's this, it's that, but everybody is, it's a long season. So do you start to, you know, is it chestnut checkers kind of thing? I was telling my uh, my brother out in, in California about this via text the other night. Like, you know, what do you do? And, and I kind of said, screw it, man. We have a bunch of NL East crowns. You said you wanted to keep the streak intact. I'm like, hey, man, the bigger bigger picture here is a deep playoff run, and, and let's go back-to-back. Back. Uh, that would be great. Uh, it's been a while since anybody's gone back to back, but the Braves have never been back to back world champions. Uh, we've never had that in this in this state. I would love to, boy, man, just run it back with the Braves, run it back with Georgia, back to back champions. It's a tough. It's going to be tough, but that that's what I dream about. I, that would be crazy. I want to press the dream button, but it didn't work last time, so uh, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. Magical. And we got nothing. Yeah, no We've magic. lost the magic, man. We've lost the magic. We'll we'll figure out what's going on. I think it's probably one of these guys. Hey, let's play with some buttons. Why not? Have at it. Do it again. There we are. Yes. Hey, we're learning here. Uh, Tim was just in here explaining more about what's happening behind the scenes. and People teaching people. Look at that. We got the magic back now. Oh, my God. I want um, some more buttons. So, you know, we uh, Strider's down with the oblique thing. You know, how much is that going to hinder him? And honestly, I should know this. Shame on me. Is it left or is it right? That's kind of a thing, too. If it's right, boy, that's a, that's a lot more. Uh, if it's left... You know, who knows? Uh, Mark can probably look that up because I have something to talk about that's pretty dang awesome. We've been saying it was probably going to happen. It did happen over the weekend. Kyle Wright became the Braves' first 20-game winner since 2003. That was Russ Ortiz. We, we already brought that up, so you know that if you've been listening. If you haven't, now you know. It is the first. He's the first 20-game winner of the 2022 season. Could be the only one. Urias out in uh, L.A. I think is behind him with 17 wins. I don't know if he's got that. You know, with the rotation, uh, will he get that? So he could be the only 20 game winner be pretty in cool. baseball. I would have to think that's a pretty strong case for Cy Young. Uh, you know, to win the damn thing. Uh, another cool thing is um, Snit walked out there and uh, got the old pat on the back, and uh, he asked him would he sign. His uh, autograph, or 
sign his autograph. I mean, you do sign your autograph, but he was saying when he signed the uh, lineup card, because that is uh, Snickers' first 20-game winner he's ever managed under under his helm. And uh, he wants to frame it and put it up on the wall, and he said he was going to get it authenticated and everything. So that's pretty awesome. Good for Snit. Left oblique. Uh, hey, so, not too bad. He's not, you know, not this one. So, uh, that bodes well for us. I'm not, you know, uh, I think the biggest thing, and we'll get to it in a second, is Olsen. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, uh, Snit also said, you know, for Kyle Wright, he's kind of struggled to uh, kind of rack up some wins over his first several seasons in uh, Major League Baseball. For, so, for him to come out and, and be a 20-game winner, uh, of course, you know, you don't ever want to, to be that guy, but let's just hope it's, let's hope he's consistent with it. Let's hope, I mean, it seems like he's, uh, he's found his groove and, um, I I've said it all along, you know, Max gets the shine, but I think he's the ace of the staff. I, you know, Max he's flying under the radar. Yeah. If, if that's even a Low real key. thing for a 20 game winner. And, uh, Olsen, you know, let's, let's get, let's get on Mr. Olsen. He's even said it. Man, he is in the worst slump of his career ever at any level. It's bad. It's really bad. But I was watching some games the other night, and I noticed, uh, and I'll try to give you the best visuals I can. You've seen some games this year. He, he usually had that kind of down here, and he would, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Well, I was watching him bat the other night, and he, his hands are. Now, I don't know that did, did Seitzer do that. Did he change his swing or – is that something they're going to see on film? Because that's the first thing I said. Because, again, just with schedules and everything, uh, there are times where I, I, it, I go a few nights and I don't get to look at the Braves. Um, but I got to watch some games. And the first thing I when he stepped up to the play, I said his hands are different. His hands placement is way off from where it used to be. So is that a thing? Uh, or is he tinkering with his swing to try to get you know better the ball, you know, a better uh, bat on the ball? You know, I, is it the, I saw the toe tap. Um you know, they look at it from all angles, and I'm not a hitting coach, but something's going on. Does he have a hole in his swing? He just said he's not making good contact, and he's missing pitches that he should be hitting and making contact with. And when as the as it's prolonged, it's probably <clears throat> causing him a bunch of anxiety and stress at the plate, and it probably is taking him out of his his comfort zone because he's in this slump, and that 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 causes you to to try to switch things up a little bit yourself yeah. to to try to overcompensate and try to mm-hmm. get back off the schneid. Well, again, I, I don't – I mean, he's hit a lot of doubles this year, uh, a ton of doubles. Uh, man, Austin Riley, I, you know, he's he's up there with some crazy uh, rarefied air with the Braves with the doubles and the home runs and the average. and, and But, I, I, you know, I wondered too, and somebody, of course, argued with me, but because they said now Austin has the bigger contract, he has the bigger expectations because he's at third and – you know, but whatever. Maybe it's just not affecting him the way that it's affecting, or if it's affecting Olsen. I said maybe he's chasing a ghost. He just replaced the greatest first baseman in Atlanta Braves history ever. Sid Bream, you, you know, he's not the greatest, but he's, you know, Sid Slid. He was part of those 90s, uh, that 90s run. Uh, you know, you talk about first baseman, you got to talk about Bob. Bob played a little first base, played a little uh, third base also for the Braves. But, you know, there's the crime dog. But I think uh, Freddie Freeman absolutely supplanted the crime dog. And then we've had some other ones. You know, there was a Klusko over there. We had an Asaski and, uh, God, what was his name? Roach. 
You know, we had a, uh, so we've had a lot of guys, but uh, hands down, I guess you could argue if you want to. Freddie Freeman, greatest Braves first baseman ever of all time. There was all that drama surrounding it. Now Olsen comes in. He's at home playing in front of the friends and family. You know, they just won the World Series. He's got a big contract. That happens, man. Guys get in their own heads. And, like, Bryce Harper signed that big deal, and, and he struggled at the plate. They, they, these guys, they like, oh, my God, they just they don't realize, I guess, maybe, or maybe they do, but they get all this money, and then they, like, well, now I really, now I really got to put up some numbers. You know, it happened to Giancarlo Stanton. Got the big contract, kind of stunk it up at the plate. So, you know, is that happening? I, people will say, well, Olsen's a professional. Well, I get it. But how many times has it happened in baseball or anywhere? They get that big contract and they get the jitters, you know, the shanks, the heebie-jeebies, whatever you want to call it. The fact of the matter is, is it's, it's a bad, bad slump. And, of course, the rookies, you know, but how long can you ride the backs of the rookies? They're not used to playing this much baseball. You know, that's the thing about Strider. Like, it's probably the most pitches he's thrown in his career, the most innings. And, you know, he was – and then Vaughn Grissom playing a lot of baseball, still doing well. Michael Harris playing a lot. But they're about to get into the postseason, which, of which they have zero experience. Are they going to – I don't want – I'm not going to use the C word. But are they going to struggle? You know, are they going to try to – hey, is the are they going to feel the pressure of – Man, I, we got to do more now. We're in the playoffs now. This is different. You I don't, know, there's a World Series on the line. I don't feel you like know? more than more than usual. I it, it doesn't. It, this team doesn't feel that way. Like I, hopefully, hopefully everybody is is healthy. We can get Strider back and Olsen can. I mean, I mean, even it's just he's really bad right now. So even if we can get him like fifty percent better than what we have right now, it it would be significant going into the playoffs. Um, but I don't I don't think they, the young guys don't really show any signs of running out of steam or, or hating it. I saw Snip moved um, moved Olsen into the, the five hole, and he got a couple hits in a game. Um, I haven't actually seen the lineup cards to know, like, if he's kept him there or moved him around, so I can't really speak on that, but that – one thing, just move him into um, a lower leverage situation as far as where he is in the lineup. Um, I don't know. Um, but we know he's a good baseball player. We know he can hit. And yeah. things like this happen. You just said some, like, real primetime names that have that have gone through this. And while it was disappointing to watch, nobody nobody thought they stopped being good baseball players. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you you knew that they were just gonna have to work through whatever the hell it was that that they had going on, and and nobody nobody knows. We don't know Matt Olson personally. We don't know what's going on in his life. Um, but either way, like it, he, he's thinking it up right now, and we all know that he's better than what he's putting out there, and we are hoping, um, that come playoff time that 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 gets swapped around. Maybe that, maybe that ignites it. Maybe who knows, but I don't, I don't feel like the, the rest of the team, like even this, uh, like maybe it's these rose colored glasses again, but I'm not feeling any, any worry. Um, you know, if you find out later down the road that Spencer's Spencer's not going to be available for the playoffs, then, then worry will set in that that's a big deal. That's a, that would be a oh, huge loss. Yeah, no, he's going to be there. He's a gamer. Sure. He's resting. I guarantee he might be one of those guys that's like, 
tape it up, do something. I got to, you know, and, and again, it's left side. I'm not worried about that. And, and it's playoffs, man. It, when the season ends, guess what everybody's batting average is? Zero. Big old goose egg. It's, you know, you, you, it, the whiteboard, it's clean slate, hit reset. Let's go guys. You know, Matt Olson could tear through the playoffs, you know, um, there's, and you hear it, you hear it all the time from announcers, you know, the all sports, no matter what, what it is, these young guys just don't know. They're not supposed to be this good. These young guys just don't know. But a lot of times they get a harsh dose of reality. I, you know, I, Hey man, I'm it's, I, I, I don't know, man. You know me. Uh, it's I'm just like the season. I go up and down, back and forth of, well, Strider's dinged up. Okay, it's left side. Acuna, what's he going to be able to do? Olsen, I'm a little worried. I'm not – I don't want to say I don't have confidence, but today, today on September 26th, I've – man, it's going to be – boy, if we win, win the big one, the big enchilada, it's going to be tough. Gonna be tough, but but other players and other teams are, are facing the same uh, slumps and dings and dents and scratches and well, and that's the thing we are focused directly on the Braves, so all this stuff is is much bigger to us. And in, in in the grand scheme, everybody else is dealing with some some similar things. So we're not we're not like the only team out there that that's going through this. So I'm I'm not worried at all yet. Um, there are some things you'd like to see tighten up going into the playoffs and you want you definitely want to make sure that your your best players are able to play and that you're healthy rolling into the playoffs but I don't think there's time I don't think right now is the time to to worry about it I think it's time to worry about beating the hell out of the Nationals and and going in and and stealing some games back from the Mets when they come here yeah so uh just looking at the time too uh people always say we uh Need to work on our segues, but I'm just straight saying <laughs> we uh we are we t- on a time crunch today. We are on a time crunch today, on. so we're moving on. Uh, you know, like I said, it's it is what it is. We're in a battle with the Mets. We've got three games coming up uh, later this week. Uh, I'd love for, I'd love to see a sweep, man. I'd love to Braves the sweep, sweep the Mets, sweep the Marlins, and and take the title. But if they don't, oh well. Uh, I know they'll get a little time off, and you start setting that uh, lineup and who your starter is going to be in game one. Bibbidi bobbidi boo, Hawks basketball. What the Hawks about to do? <laughs> um, um, so they're going to start soon, like I said, October 6th. But I was just reading here, this is pretty crazy. They're going to the Middle East for nine days. Abu Dhabi. Uh, yeah. So that's they're going to play the Bucks and some other teams. and uh, Two games versus the Bucks over there uh, on the 6th and the 8th of October. Then they come back, uh, play Cleveland in Cleveland on the 12th. Last preseason game is against the Pelicans in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, and that's on the 14th. Your regular season starts on the 19th against Houston at home. That's a Wednesday. Uh, then the game I'm very excited about is the Orlando game on the 21st at 7.30, uh, and then that Sunday uh, versus Charlotte, 5 o'clock game. I am going to try to go to all of them. Now, they're the Hornets again, right? Or are they still the Bobcats? No, they're the Hornets. Okay. They were the Bobcats, Hornets, whatever. Uh, what's Zion going to do this year? Is he still is he still fat? Uh, man, he's big. I don't I don't know if he's fat. I just know I, I, I want to see him on the court. I, I'd love to see him play basketball. 
Um, if he's not good for the Hawks. I mean, so far, he's kind of turned out to be what I said he was going to be, which was a bust. Well, and it, the injury bug, man, it is such a it's such a brutal thing. And I it, it appears it appears to a lot of people that he might not care. It's been well said that some of his injuries are because, well, he's fat. Yeah. You're not taking yeah. care of yourself. You're not doing what you need to do. You're not eating right. So I train better. We'll see. Work harder. I hope he's not a bust. I think he'd be, he, I think he's great for the NBA. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll have to see what he actually is and how long he lasts. And I, hopefully he gets to play a full season and it's a non-issue moving forward. And that was some stuff that he just had to deal with early on in his career. And then the rest of his story can be written. But, uh, for right now, everybody's just always kind of wondering if he's going to be out there or not. And kind of, I guess maybe the biggest storyline or the biggest talking point headed into the season is uh, Nate McMillan, Trey Young. The storyline is they need to be better at communicating with with each other and and what they want to do and how they want to go about doing it and building that relationship. You said he flew out to Norman and and met with Trey, and and McMillan says he wants to see Trey become more of a leader uh, in the locker room. I always want to say clubhouse, but that's just baseball. It's just the clubhouse in baseball. It's a locker room everywhere else. But in the locker room and on the court, and McMillan's like, you know, he just turned 24, so still a very young young man. Uh, and he's like, you know, he was kind of thrust into this role. He inherited it. it so it's going to be interesting to see how Trey grows over the season because he is, without question, the face of the Hawks franchise, number 11. Oh yeah. yeah, well in the the media, the media has a big part to play in this too because they they take the fact that Nate, Nate McMillan um has a thing with younger players and he doesn't like to play him. He like there's a development thing for him. He came out at media days and he said that we're going to see more of Jalen Johnson, but when it comes to to Trey Young, um he the media might be blowing that a little bit out of proportion. So that he decided that he was going to go out there and and talk to Trey and work with Trey one-on-one to to make sure that that's not a real thing. Trey's already been out in the public. Uh, he's been interviewed. He said that people are blowing it out of proportion and then that they're just they're getting on the same page. Nate has things he wants to do and a way he wants to do it. Trey has a skill set and the ability to do certain things. They just need to mesh in. You know, um, if if Nate's going to hold Trey accountable for, for being a leader, Trey has to work with Nate to find out exactly what that means to him and what, what he needs to do. So it, it truly is about getting on the same page. And then you got moving parts. You had a new player. Um, uh, I like listening to John Collins at Media Days. Um, he was just talking about people were asking him about his foot and his finger, and he said, you know, they're, they're good. Finger's going to be obnoxious to look at, but – but it's fine. Um, talking about how he's been working on his ball handling and being able to create a shot and get to his spots better, which is a huge thing. That's probably the the biggest knock that most, uh, myself included, but most people would say is that once he got the ball, he seemed to fumble over himself trying to put the ball on the floor and create his own shot in the post. The post game never, never really materialized. Uh, he's a he's a good shooter. 
Uh, he's got a good mid-range game, and he's stretched it out to the the three-point line as well. But when you're a man of that size and you, you have the ability to take advantage of that, like that's something that you can't be a liability when you put the ball on the ground. Um, controlling the ball there for him is a, is a big deal. And he also uh, asked him about Murray, um, and he said, you know, that's specifically about the pick-and-roll game with Murray, and he said it might – uh, to paraphrase, it might be a little clunky at first. It might be, you know, uh, playing against NBA caliber players together um, in a real NBA season. It might take a second for them to to figure out their spacing on the floor and figure out how they work well together. He said, but, but you know, the sky's the limit here. So, it, man, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Collins, uh, I met him uh, when, he, when he just came to Atlanta, like – he had just been drafted. I had some really great seats at a Braves game, and I was didn't even know who he was. Was sitting right near him, and then they they called him out over the PA. He stood up, hey, you know, uh, you know, Fal- Falcons, Hawks draft pick John Collins, <clears throat> and just watching him, like just shook his hand, hey, you know, uh, cool, nice to meet you, whatever. Uh, but he didn't look comfortable with his height. You know, some of those young guys, uh, I, and I don't know how fast he grew, but he just looked, uh, uh, and even watching him play uh, a while back, he looked at times kind of like a giraffe on roller skates. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just he didn't look like he was, like, fully, you know, uh, comfortable with his body or, you know, uh, uh, in a way. So, Well, and that's a thing. You see that. You see that from time to time in uh, in people in general, but you can just – you can tell, like, you know, you have some, you know, like, Magic Johnson's like a 6'10 point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, in that in that frame, like, Ben Simmons, big dude, 6'10, plays point guard. They run the same. And I feel like when you look at John Collins, and maybe he hadn't, like, filled out in, because it did look like he was kind of stretched out. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe his game that he wants to play, like, maybe his body size or his size doesn't, translate there or maybe he's just like getting comfortable who who knows but I do understand what you're saying um I I feel like he's gotten it together he's I I think there's a few aspects on his game that he's been working on including shooting and ball handling in the ball handling if you're not comfortable with it that's a quick way to make you look awkward so when you're putting the ball down on the ground it makes you look clumsy it makes you look and and he has oftentimes when the balls when he has the ball and he's trying to create on his own he does look clumsy and he does turn the ball over sometimes, so if that's what he's working on, fantastic. But it's just it, it's great to hear, and you won't see or know anything until the games get here, and we'll go way more in depth on the Hawks. We literally don't have a sample size on this new team. We're about to get some some preseason footage. We're about to see you know what they do against the Bucks and Abu Dhabi, and I I know. It's preseason, and on this show, we like to temper your expectations with what you see in the preseason. Basketball is a little different, though. You still you get to see guys out on the court, and, and it's a little bit bigger of a sample size because of how the game itself is played. Um, but yeah, I mean, you'll you, we have a a few weeks until three weeks until we get the uh, the regular season up and going, and then we'll then we'll know a whole lot more about this team, but. Everybody seems to be, you know, excited. Media days are talking about uh, Anyeka Okongwu and how he feels like he's he's really, you know, leveled up yet again in the off season, full off season, healthy off season. He's 
he's excited. And I'm I'm excited that he's excited because that guy I I just I envision all these different scenarios with all these different like lineups on the on the court at the same time and we have like so many different ways we can play other teams and we have ways we can be a problem for different teams and match up well with them and by interchanging pieces and you know you you always kind of have to hope that you know Trey Young is the leader of this team um and whether you know whether he excels in that role or not yet we must be reminded that he is 24 and Nate McMillan's working on it. He knows what that is. Um, and everybody else, it, now you have Deontay Murray to take a little bit of the pressure off of him. So, like, being a leader and having the weight of the world on your back, which, which is what it's felt like for the last couple of years for him, it, it's going to be different now. So, being that leader on the court, you're going to have somebody, you're going to have a release valve. You're going to have somebody to take a little bit of that pressure off for you so I'm hoping that that he's able to step up in that respect, and that this t- if, if this team gels and has fun and plays and stays healthy, man, they are dangerous in an East that they're talking about all the other teams and all the other moves uh, that other teams have made to get better and and what's going on uh, and how the East is tough. It's not an easy win anymore. I, as a Hawks fan, I'm not afraid. You know, you got tough teams. You got te- you got you got Philly. You got Milwaukee. You got Boston. You got New Jersey. You you have tough teams in the East, but we are not built to have to be afraid of them. No. And, and and but we'll see. You know, Capella's Capella's excited and talking about wanting to be uh, one of the best defenders in the league. You people are saying what you want to hear in media days, but like I've seen these guys talk. I I feel like I can believe them when I'm hearing them say this stuff this year. And going into this year, and you can actually hear ex- excitement in their voice. It's hard to fake true excitement. So when I listen to them, I actually hear that excitement. And again, that excites me. Yeah, Hawks are going to be better than they were last year. I'd like to see Collins put on a little more weight. He's a string bean, 6'9", 235, which I've, I'm 6'4", and I've weighed 235 before, so... That that extra five inches goes a long way, but I, I I love John Collins. He's he's one of my girlfriend's favorite players. And the argument, not not the argument, but it's been stated that that Young has been a gr- he's been a great lead by example guy. And and for the record, he says and McMillan says our relationship isn't rocky. We're just trying to get better. We're trying to improve. Oh, yeah. And the and the thing is that they're saying is he needs to be a better vocal leader. And that's tough, man, for people that aren't like I, I, I experienced it in kitchens all the time. I said, Man, you you gotta speak up. Some people just have a hard time, you know, screaming out and calling out and just being that vocal person. You know, Trey Young, again, don't know him. Looks kinda like a shy guy though. He's a soft spoken dude and you don't you, know? you don't hear a lot of uh lot of yelling coming out of him, but but again, and that's the thing, like the media the media would love it's a lot. A lot more fun for them to talk about there being a rift between Trey and Nate McMillan than talk about how two grown men are trying to figure out how to work better with each other to better the franchise. Reporters can be skeezy sometimes. Uh, There's definitely plenty of a – pretty much everybody that works at Fansided will come up with some bullshit. It's not even – like they'll just prefabricate and overdramatize some, you know, some stuff. Golly. I, I could go on for forever about that, but we're watching our little ticker. We're watching our cameras. We're watching you. 
just to make sure we don't run out of time. But, uh, you know, I, I think we uh, pretty much got it covered, you know. I'm excited for the Hawks. I can't wait to get down to some games. I can't wait to see how this virtual uh, coverage is going to go. Dude, we missed one thing in the last show. Um, just real quick, we can't we can't let this guy go without talking about him. Uh, Brock Bowers, if you're out there listening. For Heisman. Yeah. Uh, you're, 22. You're phenomenal. You, you can score in any which way, shape, or form possible. I'm waiting for you to throw a touchdown this year. There are plenty of people that now worship at the altar of Brock Bowers. He's a phenomenal talent. He's going to be a phenomenal NFL talent. We're phenomenal talents at podcasting. We like to think so anyway. We hope you think so too because, uh, you know, like one of our episodes says, can't stop, won't stop. Still so much we're getting better, just like the Hawks are going to be better. The Falcons are going to get better. We're getting better each time we sit down. So much cool stuff. You know, the – the wheels turn a little slow, but, man, things are happening for this show. Great graphics, just guests, all kind of fun stuff. We just want you to be along for the ride. We didn't get to talk about our uh, event coming up, but Wednesday the 28th, Gustin Zackworth. Then I'll be down walking for cancer 30 miles over the weekend. We'll be back with more episodes on Monday. But until then, Atlanta, enjoy the weekend. So much going on. Mets, Braves. Falcons Browns at home. Dogs are playing Missouri on the road. At night. Hawks training camp is is heating up and getting started. So it's a it's a whole whirlwind of of fun stuff. So behave yourselves, Atlanta. Stay out of trouble. We'll see you next time. Do you believe? 